Yep. Hello and welcome. This is episode 39. And I'm here with Nancy, not Dickinson, but Nancy Jones. Nancy Jones. Brand new. Out of the package. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Announced for the first time on your podcast, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, well, thank you so much, first of all. Thank for, you for, for coming out. Thank you for me. having me. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm super stoked to be here because I, I kind of just learned about Fuel Elixir and thought it was such a unique product because I don't need to tell you it's a saturated market and there's a lot for of, sure. a lot of, nobody knows how to choose anymore and most people find out really quickly what they don't like so yeah when i looked into it i was like wow this is cool it's yeah very cool yeah yeah we'll, we'll definitely talk about it uh a little bit more okay. um i want to you know give a little bit say hi to some people on facebook i see they're they're on there um a little introduction yeah if, sure. you, if i may yeah so for 11 years you've been nationally ranked as a uh, triathlete, um, and you've been successfully sharing your passion for functional movement, which I definitely want to learn a little bit more about. I know your husband. Um, yeah, he's he's he, master. He gave us a great episode on yeah. that. Um, and I, I know he's like blowing up Facebook and Instagram with this post. So, I'm I'm learning everything from him now. Oh, okay. he's your I'm, guru. I'm, oh yeah, absolutely. He's he's brilliant. Cool, cool. And so, you you also consider um, yourself more than just a trainer. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and we're going to be talking about that as well. Um, but innately, you you also love to share your love for um, movement mm -hmm. and inspire others to strive for the higher standard of fitness. Mm -hmm. And that's a pretty bold statement. That's pretty big. Yeah. Because that's yeah. like changing people's lives there. Yeah. It. it right? I mean, I'm not. It's. For lack of a better cliche, go big or go home. We're doing we're doing big things. Awesome, mm -hmm. awesome. So, what was your first memory of uh, being on the bike or swimming or running, like as a kid? Can you go back there and, and give us a little insight yeah. into that? Running, um, running came much later. Swimming probably had had the earliest um, profound effect on me. Uh, I didn't have traditional swim lessons as a, as a kid. I grew up right on the ocean, and so I was very lucky. I had a mother that just drop-kicked me right into the West Coast um, shore break yeah, yeah. and uh, tumbled around and, and learned really quickly how to manage myself in open water. And um, one of the major things I learned very young as well, uh, anybody that's grown up near the ocean, you learn when a big wave is coming. You don't, you don't get to run away from it. You have to go after you it. You gotta go face it. You have to go after it, and that was just kind of like a, a truth that you learn when you're really young. But talk about a huge metaphor later in life. You know, it's like you better go, you better go head on into that thing, or oh, else yeah. just just do it, just handle it, face yeah. it. So yeah. that was those are my earliest swim memories, which has um, probably shaved away a, a ton of fear when it comes to racing triathlon in the open water today. Um, the bike, I, um, my, my son and myself, it's pretty interesting, my son's almost 10, uh, we both didn't have training wheels, we just grabbed a bike and got on it at two years old. Really? And Yeah, so needless to say, that's been a very natural, um, natural passion, mechanical thing to just, to yeah, just yeah. do. Okay. Yeah. So those are the earliest memories, I guess. Running running came much later. I was not a runner. I ran 
uh, only for conditioning and sports in high school and, and such, and uh, fell in love, in love with running way, way later on. It's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. That. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess from you know being in your you know three, four, five, six, seven, eight years old, from then on, uh, did you progress into any specific type of sports? Um, yeah. Or were you mainly just uh, you know a swimmer at the beach and you just love surfing? Oh no, I did I did a lot of do? I did uh, organized sports definitely shaped who I am and and um, I love for movement as was mentioned in in the um, in that really dated uh, bio. <laughs> uh, but uh, I in high school I 12 lettered in varsity for volleyball swimming and softball I was always I mean sports saved my life I would have been in a ton of trouble I was just that kid that was in two you know had got great grades did all the sports and got in trouble managed to do all of that and so um had I not had sports then um it would have it would have been bad and competition and concentration in in any kind of sporting field or racing is it, it it's it fuels me. It it keeps me going. It's always I'm always looking for the next type of competition to do. Yeah, for the next wave. You're yeah. always looking yes. for waves. Yes. Out of the ocean. Waiting for the next wave. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I was just I just got back from my, from uh, from Maui, getting married and. Congratulations, you, know, you. you too. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Um, and for a few for a few days, I was literally just laying out there, and there were. Probably you know overhead waves. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty big, uh, and you know the Pacific Ocean is. Mm-hmm. Powerful. There's not there's not rollers. So you're getting you're getting pummeled on the powerful. fast fast overhead sets coming in. Forget and, it. I mean yeah, and when it's that big, um, if the water's up to your knees, it can take you down. You know, it's yeah. just like walking. The current sure. is that strong. It'll suck you in, right? Um, but yeah, it, it was it was literally you know we would go out um, and I told. My wife now, uh, Natalia. I was like, if you have to go out to a certain point, because if not, the wave is just gonna yeah. is gonna kill you, right? So you have to get past that. You have to get and past you can, that. The waves will just go underneath you, right? Mm-hmm. So at what point, um, as a as a human, as a person, you know, do you translate that into your personal life? Uh, and can you you can actually face that challenge and overcome it? Because if you continue seeing the same challenges the same challenges it's probably because you're not facing them and you're not yeah. you're not overcoming them you're not doing something right <laughs> you're do, you're making the same mistake over and over yeah. oh yeah i mean right? endless endless metaphors for sitting out on your board <laughs> waiting for the yeah. next set or um uh, just seemingly paddling forever and getting nowhere yeah you know yeah. how okay, do you enough, get enough. how do you get past the uh what is it the um the sandbar. How do you get past yeah. the sandbar or the reef so yeah. that you can? Yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. cool. When did you get the race bar? When did you get like the you know? So, I mean, I know, I know you were competitive in high school and stuff. Yeah. Oh the, um, no, yeah. Racing's different though. Yeah, yeah. Um, the race book started when I was um, eighteen. I started uh, getting into mountain bike racing. Uh-huh. And, um, I, I I thought road biking was was so snobby and silly. Uh, I hadn't even Why been. I that? hadn't Why even. I, well, I hadn't even been on a road bike. And mountain bikers, uh, you know, it, it's just the, the it's the coolest community. I'm sorry, like you're you're. It's much different than triathlon and road cycling because it's a different environment. And you're, you're drinking beer and you're partying while you're racing. And it's 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 addictive and it's wonderful and it's uh, so much different a tactile um, 
uh, type of race, and I, I loved it, and I didn't even feel the need to even try road mm -hmm. racing, but um, I had, it, it started there. I had already swam, and uh, so I got on a road bike with the intention of doing triathlon. I didn't fall in love with running. I was just going to run because it was part of triathlon, and you have to do it. Right. But running ended up being, you know, my favorite yeah. discipline, for okay. sure. So yeah, that's where the that's where the race bug started, and you know, you finding out where you stand in your age group and uh, um, the whole race environment that everybody gets hooked on. Cool. We were just talking about challenges and overcoming waves and stuff like that. What have you found um, in your, you know, experience up until date? Uh, that has helped you overcome these challenges and adversities? Um, I, uh... Like, is it tenacity, you know? Is it not giving up, or do you take it, uh, a technical approach to it? I mean, definitely um, not. A I don't take much of a technical approach to anything. I don't think, really, <laughs> I'm just winging it in general. But, uh -huh. um, I think if I've had any periods of discomfort, um when I'm <clears throat> training or racing, you, you know, I had, uh, I, I've been, um, up until now, obviously I've been a, a, a single mom with like the challenges of, of, uh, every single mom, uh, especially like an age group triathlete, single mother that balancing, raising a kid, developing a career and whatever. And, and so training and racing problems seem just absolutely obsolete compared to what it takes to just get through life in, in raising a being and being a good person. And so I think whenever I'm, I'm coming across problems in training, they're not really problems. To, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I can't give you like a great answer. No, for that. no. You but it, it, like I, training and racing is such a gift that even the problems with it are a gift. And, and so I just always end up through them, you know, whether that's a low-level constant injury or, you know, the other thing is I, I'm a coach, and um, when you're a coach and your clients come to you with these problems, the first thing that you do is you go over it and you research it and you give them the best solution. Next thing you know, you're applying those solutions to you, and you're like, oh, man, I should totally listen to myself. Look at how great that was. And so I don't know that there's any technical answers like oh I, I i train harder or i take a step back or i don't think i'd really do any of that <laughs> uh, no i mean that's you know i grew up um my mother my grandmother my sister my aunt my aunts and a lot of strong women and there's something about women that <laughs> they have a certain element to them that you're exactly right you know they don't their approach to problems mm -hmm. is completely different than approach than males how males approach. Well, I, I swear to god you know and, and and it's like out of complete respect and out of like i don't know what it is like the secret something that you guys have that um is super admirable and you know I, it's like you don't you don't really see it as, as a problem and, and if it is a problem great awesome cool yeah you know I all think. right you're a problem <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna chop you up and eat you <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, F off. Yeah. Let's get over it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a great attitude to have. I mean, that's something that, um, 
I mean, you, you could you could use that in triathlons, you could use that at work, you could use that in relationships, mm-hmm. you could use that in any different parts of your life. Sure, right? yeah, absolutely, and and thank you for the shout out to women. It's why it's why we have the babies for sure. But the other <laughs> yeah. the other thing is, you know, um, I think a lot of problems in training or or issues that come up. You know, this is a very addictive uh, triathlon in general. It's a very addictive um, sport, multi-sports, extremely addictive. And so much of it just comes from lack of rest. A lot of problems arise when there's, when there's lack of rest and you're not clear. And mm-hmm. so if I had to take any technical approach to something, it would be to rest. Just rest. And what, is, what would be a technical approach to uh, rest? A, a take a day. Just, mm-hmm. just take a day okay. and breathe, you know. Yeah. And... and, and, uh, and uh, and then if it if it's something that's continuing, yeah, then yeah. Any any at um, it's funny because you know being a cyclist um, and just being aware of data, different metrics. Mm-hmm. You know when I'm training and you know different things that I see, whether it's on Strava and just my Garmin, sure, or on Training Peaks. Um, you know, it's all about numbers and all this stuff. Yeah. But, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, when when someone says, "Oh, well." Here's a technical approach. They want to know the secret. You know, they want to know the yeah. formula. Oh yeah. But there's but the formula is like it's almost non-existent because mm-hmm. it's so it's so different for everyone. Yeah, it, it, you know? of course. Well, and and I use Garmin, Connect, Strava, Training Peaks, all of that. But um, none of nothing uh, uh, on those devices is going to tell me the same thing as okay, I had a hard week of training. And I still feel really good at, at the end of the week. You know, n- nothing, none of those things are going to give me that really, that, that great result. Like something's going right, mm-hmm. you, you know, and, instead of lo- just looking at your, um, looking at your power, looking at whatever. Like, look at how you, you feel on, on top of it in, yeah. in general. I, yeah, so yeah. You, got, you, have to, you have to use all of it. Yeah, for sure, for it, sure. So. Okay, we'll we'll get we'll get into the tech stuff. Yeah, great. Hey, tech stuff. <laughs> um, what, what are some of your extracurricular activities besides you know um, triathlons and? I tell everybody I used to be an interesting person until I got into triathlon. Oh come on. Um, like what? Like what do you do? Like with your with your son? Like for fun? Like, yeah, no, what, I, what do, do I do stuff. So I'm my son's biggest fan, of course, uh, like any mother, and I he's big into wrestling. And okay. he is a cyclist, BMX, both freestyle and racing. And he is—he's really—he's really good on his bike. And awesome. so I promote that, support his um, his wrestling, and and that's 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 never ending and homework and everything. Just and just being a mom. Um, I'm a, I'm a huge yoga fan. Yoga is a, a big part of keeping me together. Um, that's why you mentioned breath earlier. Yeah, 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 and um, uh, any any anything outdoors, any excuse to to get outdoors, especially getting on trail. Yeah. And I know that falls into triathlon category, but but yeah. still, it's some it's a completely separate thing. Getting out into nature and on trail, that's a separate thing. Uh, so. How have you found that yoga is part of uh, your recovery, or well, just um, part of of your training? Yeah, not even. I, I don't even think it's part of like recovery or training or training I guess but um, uh, slowing down and going inward creates space and um, if we don't have space in our world and I'm not and, and I, these are just this is not the, the 
physical benefits from it. There's endless physical benefits from it that everybody knows. But um, uh, people that are naturally busy and trying to take on the world, they need creative energy. They need all of these things. We just consume, consume, consume. And if you don't do something that creates space in your world and mindfulness, um, then you're going to... Okay, sorry. You're going to be still... Those waves are still going to be pummeling you. You're never going to get past the, the break. And so that's what yoga is for me. That's what meditation would be for a lot of folks, too. So. Have, you, have you ever meditated during a race? Oh, yeah. All of training and racing is moving meditation for me. Absolutely. I experienced that literally for... Consciously, for the first time yesterday. Really? Yes. How? What was the? Because I've had some moments where I were that were pretty mind blowing. Where I was so deep in my meditation, even while racing. What were some of the things that let you know that you were in that in that space? Yeah. So for me, it was feeling the pain of my legs cramping up. Mm-hmm. I feel like cramps are very much induced by psychological effects Mm -hmm. than anything else like neuro type of stuff right so i was in super pain i and and i was in a a group with like about i would say 20 people and i was in the first two right so it was me and another guy going back and forth of like pulling everyone okay and for the first time i i was never in that situation although was the guy at the end just you know just chilling Right, but I don't know. There was I had something, some sort of like extra energy yesterday on the century ride that I felt like being up there. Um, so I started feeling cramps. It was probably like mile sixty, right? And I'm like, oh, this is horrible because I just like knots in my mm-hmm. thighs, my quads. As you go from one quad to the next, one quad to the next, and I kept, I I would feel I, I've had this situation before, and I know at what point they're gonna get deeper and sure. deeper and my legs are gonna lock off. Uh-huh. So before I reached that point, I was literally like going into this space in my mind where I was telling me like, this is not happening. Like, mm-hmm. it's not happening. Yeah. It's not happening. This is amazing. I feel amazing right now. I'm breathing perfectly. I started concentrating on my breath on that inward and outward cycle sure. that we have and actually trying to find that moment in between the inward and the outward breath which is a lot of people call it now, right? And just trying to get into back into that flow where I feel good. And all of a sudden, it, you know, I started feeling better and better relieved. And I never hit that point of complete lock in my legs yeah. where, you know, it was something consciously that I was doing, you know? And I was like, oh crap, this is working. <laughs> Something's happening. Yeah. And then I totally forgot about it, right? And I'd get past 10 miles and it would come back again. And I would go back into that process. And just go, yeah, that's... that's. And I was, like, holding on. And, and I did, I mean, you know, I'm, I haven't been training. I haven't been on my bike for, like, two months. You know, I've been traveling a little bit and just been really busy. So yesterday I was, like, unexpectedly feeling good, you know. But at the same time, I've been doing a little bit more uh, meditation and yoga. Mm-hmm. So I, that clicked. For yep. the first time, it was I was consciously doing something huge. with huge. breath in my mind to overcome, you know, uh, loss in, in, in muscle strength or, you know. I, 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 I agree with you 110% that um, I, I would love to say, like, oh, you have cramps, just think them away. But 
it, I, I don't I don't know that for everybody it's that easy, but there I, I do recommend that people develop a practice, whether it's like yours, finding the now with your with your breathing. Um, and and that, that, that shook them. That absolutely shook them for sure because of where you brought your focus. But in my um, I do a trainer class, a cycling class on trainers, Thursday nights, six thirty at Anthem Fitness. And there I get we have a regular practice where in the middle of a hard set you look for a, a some sort of space inside you mm-hmm. a very calm space inside you where no matter what is happening externally it's inconsequential to the space inside you you are still moving okay. you are still going and whatever is happening on the outside is not affecting your inside so and and i and i think that parallels you know is fine it that that practice whatever it might be and and everybody makes it their their own i want to go to that class that's insane it's fun it's a it's a it's a a blast how do you start how do you start that sort of meditation do you literally guide oh no no it's just me it's just me yapping yeah but what are you talking about like what are you saying no i'm taking so like it's just a so you have a a a trainer ride you know trainer trainer rides are different obviously than training outside so there's uh, very different sets specific to cyclists and, and triathletes. Yeah. And um, when it starts to get tough and everybody's in that uncomfortable place, that's mm-hmm. when I'm kind of talking and guiding them through. It sounds a but lot, I think it sounds a lot cooler than it is. I, I'm, I'm, I'm literally saying that. I'm saying you're finding that spot right now inside yeah. yourself that no matter what's going on, nothing mm-hmm. is affecting that spot in, mm-hmm. inside. And so, Maybe it's not happening for them in the class. I'm just trying to wrap their minds around the concept. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. To bring it into their into their Awareness. training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so whatever their workout they do, and especially racing, that they try and apply that. You might not think it's it's anything or or big or whatever. No, I think but it's I'm huge. You, it's huge. No, seriously. <laughs> the, uh, a, a friend of mine, right? He's just like a complete bull on long rides. After mm-hmm. after mile fifty, this guy just rages. Okay. Yeah. His name is Steve White, okay. and he literally like I, 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 when I started cramping, it was you know he also came came to me. He's like, dude, just dig deeper than you've ever dug before, right? and it was just that yeah. that and that was my mantra during my meditation mm-hmm. for the rest of the ride, and it was just those words, yeah, right. It, it, so, it, those words so never, so for never, you. yeah, so never, you know, yeah. Yeah, so he didn't know that he was... undervalue, right? He didn't have... He had no idea that he had such a profound effect on you. He had no idea I was meditating either, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. (laughs) But it was like, it was like a perfect moment. But but dig deeper works for you big time. Something else might work for somebody else. So I guess I I have to put out different concepts because everybody's going to latch on to the one that works for them. Very true. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah. All right. Um, Tell me a little bit about the triathlon community in Vegas. Uh, you know, oh, I'm what, so in love with it. Yeah, tell me, tell me about it. What's uh, give me insight? I want to learn. You know, what are the different groups? What are you doing? Um, um, there's, talk to me. it's growing like crazy. I've seen it. I've seen it grow in the last like eight nine years, and um, there, the, the the wonderful part of it is. Um, there are so many different people that have their niches and other coaches and. You'd think that it would be like this, this catty, strange setup, but it's not. Everybody just kind of dabbles in each setting. You know, there's a lot of other great, successful coaches that come to my program here and there. My people go to theirs here and there, and it's it's wonderful and inviting uh, um, 
I, I can't say enough great things so about it. A lot it. of collaboration. Yeah, and yeah, and I, it's it's an exciting time to be in it because it's 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 getting big. They're, it's growing like crazy, not only in the people becoming involved in endurance sports, but um, you know, there's pros moving here. It's an ideal place to train. It really is. I mean, and so um, it's 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 a ton of fun. It's a ton of fun. Cool. I love it. Yeah. Cool. And and more um, uh, race sanctioning companies are are developing here and buying more and more races and and so you can have a whole full calendar just locally it's wonderful awesome yeah awesome what what is your do you have a like your own business then um yeah as a coach what are you doing Mm -hmm. i coach uh endurance athletes uh, uh triathletes all um distances um uh, even like very very beginners I specialize in beginners I love the beginners um, and I also coach um, what's called the Rock and Runners an educational endurance program mm-hmm. and what we do is we meet every Saturday like a traditional run group might meet but it's so not a traditional run group we bring um, different professional uh uh, speakers, professionals in the wellness field, the best, the best in the valley, to come and lecture and share their intellectual property and their services, and um, and then in exchange, I say, hey, you know, get everybody involved in, you know, solicit yourself, and so it's, it's this wonderful exchange. And then what's happening is that these people that are coming to learn how to um, get off the couch and just get moving and fall in love with endurance training. They're getting all of the things that come along with being an athlete, a lifelong athlete, besides just the training, like if it were a run group. So they're learning they're learning nutrition, they're learning injury prevention, they're learning goal setting, they're learning all of these great things. And um, it's been, that's probably been like the love of my life, brainchild, uh, career move in the last couple of years. That I've, yeah. It's just... Uh, it's such a it's such a treat to, to work with the community on this. Awesome. So, yeah. I want to learn more about that actually. You got to come. Gonna, you yeah, got to yeah, I, I mean, it's and I we just no have idea. we have two locations now. We started on the east side with just me coaching and we expanded to the west side and it's like it's it's, it's so fun. Right. It's so much yeah. fun. I'm yeah. definitely coming to the next one. Mm-hmm. Cool. We got great speakers lined up. Wait, maybe you should speak. Yeah. Oh, I'm Fuel a, elixir. I'll dance I'll dance or something. I don't know about okay. speaking, yeah. <laughs> Um, if triathlons was, if they weren't part of your life, uh, like if that wasn't something you were into, what would you be doing other than triathlons? Um, I'd, I'd, I'd probably still be surfing in California. I'd probably would have gone back to California and gone surfing and just would hope that I would have met my husband somehow. Uh, <laughs> and, or Maybe like, in Hawaii, or like, right? In yeah, Hawaii. yeah. Or, um. Any, anything in the water, I love surfing, um, uh-huh. wakeboarding, I love snowboarding, all of that. Um, I would, maybe I'd, I used to snowboard competitively, like border cross, way back in the day when they used to have that. And, um, wow. Yeah. yeah. So you're, martial you're arts, games. I would have been... You're an X Games kind of person. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. That's uh, deeply ingrained in me. Not like, not that I'm extreme or whatever, it's just I, I grew up... Um, surfing, skateboarding, snowboarding, bike riding, all of those things were... What was your favorite spot to surf? Um, Trussell's down in San Clemente, T Street. Yeah. Trussell's. Is that, is that like a secret spot? No. no. Oh, no, 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 no. But, and it's 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 se- not secret, and it's very territorial at the same time. I also surfed at the pier in Huntington Beach. You don't, you don't see a lot of girls there. Uh-huh. And so that got kind of weird. Um, 
but I, I, I've, it's been so far removed, I, it's tough to even talk about it. I used to, when I first moved here, I would go drive back every weekend to do it, and now, like I said, I got into triathlon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's it like being um, a woman in triathlons? Because I know that even like in, in cycling it's or like It's not like cycling, stuff, it's normal. It's, like, it's normal? Oh, absolutely. I mean, because there's always like people just, you know, saying, oh, there's, you know, I don't know, like, there's not enough women doing this or something. Well, I don't know. Like, I guess at the pro, uh, you know, if it, the pro level, there's probably some discrepancy with, with you know, what they're paid or or, yeah. or whatever their endorsements. Um, but I don't know about anything on the on the pro level. At the age group level, it's it's just there. There's no gender. Awesome. It's just what is. Cool. I'm glad to hear yeah. that. Uh, all right, cool. What what have been some growth developments, um, components? Like what, you know, uh, what have you seen develop in terms of be, becoming a better triathlete over time for you? Has it been nutrition? Has it been, um, you know, yoga? Has it been meditation? Has it been recovery? What type of things have you seen that have grown that helped you become a better triathlete? Um... I think like a lot of uh, triathletes in the beginning, and this I think this is probably a pretty normal transition. Uh, I trained like an asshole in the beginning. Like I would just, you know, it, like everybody, you get addicted and you just train hour many hours a day because you were, you loved feeling so exhausted by the end of it and feeling accomplished. And then when you get deeper and deeper into your programming and, and maybe you're racing different distances and <clears throat> you're learning about yourself more you're paying and and when I became a coach too you pay closer attention to um what the purpose of this this training cycle is the purpose of this block in it what purpose of this is and so then you tr- pick quality over quantity and then what happens is not only you're getting better but you're not getting that chronic overuse injury thing that everybody gets in the beginning as a beginner triathlete because you're so hooked on and so um that was that was the main change. I started training smarter uh, and was becoming less injury prone. Although I'm very fortunate, I haven't had like a ton of injury. But then also moving up in distance and developing like different dimensions of my training. Like training for long course is so much different than training for short course, and you also you end up with different speeds that you can apply at different times, different types of uh, trainings, and you just learn more about yourself as a result. You know, you learn your limits, you learn... So I think that's... Those are the two main yeah. ones, if I answered that correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, you know, when you start something new, like a... I mean, I, I'm thinking about doing a sprint. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly... I don't know where to start. Because I feel like if... With a coach. Right. But is that is that necessary? Like to to do a triathlon, like you need a coach. No, no, no. You could just you just you could just go for it. I mean, uh, by all means, feel it out on on your own, and uh-huh. then when you start to get more and more serious, you yeah. need a coach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you it, you learn so much from your coaches. I've had a, I've had several coaches, and yeah. it's it's a it's a great relationship to have with somebody and to mm-hmm. and to learn mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. So, how, what's your approach to um, to tr- your training methods? Um, like, how do like you find somebody, out a training season for yourself? For myself? Yeah. Um, well, I've, I like to not coach myself. I've had, I've had great 
coaches. Um, Cindy Pletko is my very first coach that I learned a ton from. And then um, when I made my second trip to Kona, um, I had uh, MP Multisport coaching me out of um, Colorado, Jonathan Mason. And I don't like to think. They just did some testing, set me up with all of my base training, and then the cycle from there on and out. And and that's the way that I like it. I don't want to think, just like my clients don't want to think. So when my clients come to me, I set up the same way. Testing, base training, what's your season, what's it going to be like? Lots of discussion initially to make mm-hmm. some really educated um, uh, decisions on what you're going to race. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your approach to when your, uh, your trainer or your, uh, your athletes are stressed? Like, how do you capture stress from your athletes not not necessarily from training but just from life in general um because it, it affects people right and like how they're how they're training how they're performing uh it could be stress from work from yeah you know different types of stuff every, everybody that i coach they're all I'm, I'm so lucky to work with this um particular community they're all like just these really hard-working folks that are fitting in training with their with their careers and their kids and their families and all, all their um, all their demands and so it's really easy for them to get stressed out about the fact that I'm sending them a plan and and they're not able to get it all in and so they have a lot of anxiety coming up about um, the race and if they're going to be ready for it or they're getting it all in and they're beat ass down yeah. you know and so the, the main thing is to communicate with them. I communicate constantly with my clients all day long and to find out where their head is and to come up with a plan of attack um, on an individual basis, whether they need to um, back off for a little while, whether they need to reorganize their their week and their life and to reprioritize, um, whether they need to keep going as planned and just do less. I mean, it's, 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 very, it's very different, but... But pretty much the underlying theme is everybody's got so much going on, and, and, and that's, the, that's the thing with triathlon. That's what makes it such a beautiful thing when you can manage it. God, you can get through a triathlon in life. Like, you can get through any... Shit's easy, Yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I guess we, we touched this up a little bit earlier, you know, how do you balance work-life training and... Uh, and your race schedules, I mean... Well, I'm very lucky. I'm the wrong person to ask with this because I... There's nothing compartmentalized in my life. From my home life to my work life, like, everything is based on athleticism. My my husband is is a major um, athlete himself going big places, and so when I was getting ready for Kona both years, I didn't have to battle, like, he understood... Um, that I needed to train and he would train with me um, I, I was lucky in that I didn't take a lot of time away from my son because my hours are flexible given that I train people to do the same thing for a living and so right. I, I'm, I'm so fortunate and, and it's, it's moved this direction because I've, I've willed it so like for instance on when my son wrestles um, at Foothill High School while he's wrestling, I'm at Foothill High School doing a track workout, and, or we're doing the bike trainer workout. And so slowly I've been to, able to bring, so again, I'm the wrong person. I have it, I've got it made. But <laughs> it, I've worked super, super hard over the years yeah. to do that. So, yeah. um, And as far as 
If I could guess how somebody else would balance it, I, I don't really think they do. I think they go in and out of um, idealized periods. And just like any human average age group triathlete, and I'm not saying that pros have it any easier on any, in any way, but um, there, I don't know that there's the answer to balance. It's tough, huh? Mm-hmm. It's tough, mm-hmm. it's tough. What was your favorite rest mem- uh, race memory of 2016? Oh, that's easy. So it, this has a lot to do with um, the balance that we're talking about. Kona... 2016. I did Kona 2015, Kona 2016. Kona 2016, we took my son with me, which seems like a nightmare to bring a kid to that, but and, and it was. But I was finishing up the run, and my, my husband was tracking me, so he knew exactly where I was at. And after an Ironman on the run, if you're still upright, that's fabulous. Yeah, you're doing great, you know. <laughs> and so I was coming in, getting ready to make the turn down Ali'i Drive, and um, I hear, Mom! And my son comes running at me, and it was just so wonderful because Max is filming, my son is running at me, and, and it's like everything in my life came into one. Like, you must oh, be doing wow. something right now. Everything, it, yeah, it, it, was, it, was ext- it was really, really emotional and really wonderful because... I live, even though I just gloated about how, you know, non-compartmentalized my life is and how blessed I am to have everything fit where I need it, I still live in a perpetual state of guilt like any mother does, especially if you were a single mom. You're not putting enough time here. But, oh, wait, shoot, you're not putting enough time. Shit, get back over here. And so when that all came into being and finishing the most iconic race in the world, I was just like, okay, this is it. So then... You know, my kid's running with me forever, and he's bumping into me, and then I had to be like, beat it. Like, you're going <laughs> to, I can't stay up, out, scram. You know, I yeah. can't, If I'll tip over. Like, yeah. one little, I was, you're so wrecked by the end of it. One little, <laughs> over and, okay, bye. That was your beautiful, love you, bye. Out of here. Oh, my. <laughs> Man. When, what part of the year was that? Was that recently? Uh, October, yeah. October. Last huh? October. It's in October every year. Sick. The last October, yeah. Sick. Yeah, really sick. Very cool. How was the train? I mean, how do you even train for that? Like, what do you? I don't. I don't understand how. Because that's that's an intense day. I mean, it's. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, you're never doing. Do you are, are a day you like training? That. Are you training? Um, like, do you have races prior to that? You're kind of leading up to. Well, yeah, you get... always have to qualify for it. You don't yeah. just get. That's that's the toughest part. That's tougher than Kona itself is the qualifying race because all the moons and stars need to align so that you qualify for Kona. So how do you qualify for it? You have to end up in top certain percentage of your age group at an Ironman sanctioned full Ironman race. So how many Ironman races are you doing prior to Kona? You're doing at least one. Right. So and and if you qualify, then you go to okay. then you go to Kona. Okay. So I did Vine Man before. Took third in my age group. Got to go to Kona. Vine Man was in California. And, and, and so that's the really tough part because there's a lot of athletes that are Kona quality athletes. They, they could do it. But triathlon, the beauty of it is that there are so many variables that could take you out, you know? Like something happens with your goggles or you get a flat or, or whatever, that cramp, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it's just these, these high-level athletes, everybody deserves to be in Kona. But if you don't just plain get lucky, it's not happening. Yeah. So Kona's not the stressful race. Yeah. Once you're there, you're partying. 
it's the qualifying race beforehand. Isn't sure. that how like everything else in life is too? You know, it's it's always the the work that people don't see, don't yeah. really highlight. Oh yeah, sure. You know, the training for a race, mm-hmm. it's always that. That's the hardest. Yeah, and, and, and not the actual event. The final yeah, event. and I and I think that um, at the starting line of a race, like the starting of any race, I'm the least nervous. I'm never nervous nervous at the start of an event because of what you just said. Um, when you're at the starting line, it's just you. When you're training, you're coordinating all this shit in your life. It's just endless, you know, stuff that you have to orchestrate to get through. When you get to the starting line, and this is what I remind my clients of, do not be nervous. You only need to worry about getting yourself from point A to point B on a very well-catered workout. That's what it is, you know. And so, yeah, it's the stuff behind the scenes that's, you know, the, the doing the workouts when you don't feel like doing them and, yeah. and screwing something else up in your life because you got the workout in or not getting the workout in so that you could be with your kids or whatever. Yeah, I, I think that being at the, just talking about being at the starting line, mm-hmm. I've talked to cyclists and runners and triathletes about it, and they're always saying how draining that those moments are, you know, those five minutes or four minutes or however long it is at the, at the starting yeah. line. You know, and they're always looking for tips on like how to get their mind off the situation. And it's really intense for some people. Yeah. They, they really strain themselves and their bodies. Like they put yeah. themselves in this lockdown. Sure, and, sure. You know, and and, and everybody, yeah, out. everybody is very different on the expectations that they place on themselves. I mean, I've been uh, lucky in that, and I say lucky because I don't think I've really worked at this skill. I've been lucky at just being very relaxed on on race morning I, I love it I'm about to go do something fun and I'm fresh I'm tapered yeah. I'm tapered my legs are fresh you know it's just going to be a fun long day um, and and so yeah there's there's uh, don't stress on start well what are your some of your struggles I mean some of your challenges during uh, your training season um, like what is what are those obstacles that you're going to have to deal with on a weekly basis or monthly basis well i'm not really gonna have to deal with much right now uh-huh. uh i'm not i'm not i'm not training hard right now i'm training for pregnancy because we're expecting oh, so congratulations thank you thank you so i get to just uh i get i i'm have the best sentence which is yeah. to just do what i like to do but not go hard on it and that's that's fantastic but i think um probably the biggest struggle for me i i love long course i'm I'm crazy about long course i love long ass boring one speed workouts that's my favorite and so i have a very tough time um pushing myself with the speed work i don't think i have a whole terrible great amount of raw speed or the propensity to, to to get raw speed um i'm just tough as nails and so to the a tough part for me if I were to kind of um, come on over to spread my wings on short course, I, I just hate it. I'm like a I'm a tent- temper tantrum thrower when it's like a track workout or or something. Yeah, yeah. So I think that would be the thing if I were training right now. Okay. That's what sucks. Are you gonna be Are you gonna be uh, documenting this process while during your pregnancy? Yeah, I'm, I'm blogging. I'm blogging the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Because there's what, a what lot. Are you, what are you gonna be talking about? Um. Well, first of all, there's my age, you know, um, I'm, I'm in, in April, I'll be 37. And so 
there were all these things, all this risk, all this stuff, and, um, you know, oh, people, people don't say it, but they kind of do, and it's, it, there's a lot of demons, like, oh, this is the end of your athletic life, all, all this bullshit, you know, and, and I like, that's what my blog basically does, it goes into all this stuff that people don't like to talk about, and I'll exploit it with things with Ironman racing, for instance, like all the ugly shit, you know, and uh, that you need to prepare yourself for, the non-romantic stuff that is Ironman. And and same with uh, uh, pregnancy. And, um, you know, I would often ask myself, especially like when you're going into Kona and you're coaching a lot and you have to ask yourself, like, who are you if you're not a triathlete? Do you identify with this so much that if... You didn't have triathlon, your whole world would crumble. And that's not the case for me because I'm a mom. Oh, that's you know? the case for a lot of people, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Mm-hmm. I, especially, it's kind of scary. especially in this sport. Oh, it's huh. kind of scary, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what would I do if I wasn't doing triathlon? Yeah, there's just such huge identification with it. Yeah. You know. Well, that's pretty interesting. What are some of the uh, the ugly parts of Iron Man? Just a few. Just to give us like a little, you know, a little. Where do you uh, go to the bathroom? Sneak peek into the uh, to your blog. Where do you go to the bathroom? On your bike while you're running. Mm-hmm. Walk during your swimming. Yep, all of it. Like yeah. nobody that's really competitive is, you know, I I shouldn't say nobody. I'm sure there's people that that if if there's a porta potty there yeah. that they get off their bike, and if you have to go number two, you're not going number two on the bike for sure. But um, those are just some of the things a lot of people are are peeing on the um, bike. That's one of them. I, that was one of the ways I fell in love with my husband. Uh, this is before we were dating, but I got done with uh, I think it was a seventy point three. And he was rubbing my calves, and I'm like, dude, there's pee all over my legs. And he's like, it's okay. And I'm like, oh, you're good. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then there's things like how crippled you are afterward, and you can go in within two seconds being like this super amazing person that finished an Ironman to just crumbling up and, and being cared for like an old person, like basically getting your ass wiped, you know, and, and that's the stuff that nobody knows about after the end of it. And yeah. So that, that type yeah. of thing. Yeah. You're, yeah. It's definitely not on the front page of, uh, you know, Trassy mm-hmm. magazine. Mm-hmm. Should be though. Just <coughs> <interesting> cover. <laughs> um, so what are some of the, the, what is, what is that you, you do for coaching? Like for, uh, you know, functional movement, movement of the body. Like, oh, I, I hand you... that all over to Max and I. This is where okay. I'm, I'm so fortunate. Um, uh, so you guys make a great team. Yeah, right? yeah. And so traditionally, you know, somebody gets a, a triathlon coach and you get your plan and you train, you get injured, and then you figure out how to deal with that injury. Max, um, he does functional movement screening, FMS, F- SFMA, and he's just, over, over the last couple of years, he's become super, super good at, at focusing on people's movement um, problems. If, if, if something's not working right, something else is compensating. As athletes, we're like professional compensators because we are in this one-dimensional movement for so long, and we work a certain way for so long, and so the other non majorly utilized muscle groups start to weaken mm-hmm. and then others take over and you end up with these these bizarre overuse injuries 
And so, and, and again, we're professional compensators because we'll just, our body will figure out how to keep doing what we need to do to yeah. be a triathlete, to be a cyclist, to be a whatever. And so at some point, shit starts to fall apart. Oh, yeah. And so what I've been able to do with Max and with Anthem Fitness is somebody comes to train and not just like the regular heart rate test and whatever that I give them. I say, go see Max, do a functional movement screening, and we find out what could be a problem before it even happens. And it's cool. like, I mean... I mean, pre- prevention is... It's every, oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's everything. It, yeah. it, it's just, it just sucks to fall in love with triathlon and be plagued by injury because you didn't know that you had shitty ankle mobility or your glutes weren't working or something. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I, I'm going through that right now, actually. You know, um, feeling pain in, in areas that I was never feeling pain. But for over a month, same spot. And then you, you feel, I feel that that pain moving into a different area uh, yeah of course. but i know it's because it's like overcompensating yeah. for where it was hurting right yeah and that's probably in that spot that you're looking at it's really not that spot it's something else causing someone when he goes out yeah and so, yeah and and yeah. i as i am not i'm i'm so not the authority on any of that because i just get, let, <laughs> get to let max yeah, and no, anthem and, no, and, and do what's, all that what's great about what what i think you you know you mentioned about what he does uh, is preventive, right? Because when you feel the pain, it's, it's like it's too late, right? Now you really have to go back and peel the layers yeah. and really find out what's going on. Well, it's not only preventive, but like it's it's such a boost to your performance when when your movement is proper. Like they're they're working with um, uh, UNLV track runners right now and finding all sorts of issues in the UNLV track runners. That it's great that they have these issues because the only thing they're going to get is faster when they start getting everything moving properly. And so people get so hyped up about core strength, core strength, core strength. Like, yeah, core strength is kind of like a, a generic term. You need to be strong, but you need to move well. And so that's what um, uh, part of my coaching provides is that ability to go and do that with Max and Anthem cool. Fitness. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Do you have any personal approaches to nutrition? Um, so, like, what is it? Uh, I am so not an expert in nutrition. I. Uh, but you, like, what do you? Yeah. Like, what do you do? I mean, you're an First athlete, of all, so, like, first of all, sleep. Sleep is everything for me and everybody else. If you're not getting enough sleep, your stress hormones high. You can't keep your weight off. You can't. You don't process insulin correctly. And so, I think before you even look at food, you look at you look at sleep. And we had a great registered dietitian um mark halpern speak for our group and and gave that we didn't talk about anything until we spoke on sleep and it just made so much sense and so i have everybody look at their sleep first and then um me personally when it comes to um nutrition with training and racing i'm a whole food person and it's not because i have anything any conviction against like packaged uh regular race fuel that's out there on the market i just like whole food it, i i like what it does for me better than um than uh goos or gels or anything like yeah, yeah. that and so um especially for a long course i race with um a mixture of um like uh oatmeal nuts honey 
um, everything high, high, actually high fat and high protein and high carb and high sugar, yeah, high all mixed, in, high, high everything, <laughs> all mixed to one. But it's it's all do you, do it's all make, real food. Do you make your own bars, like little? Yeah, it's it's little stuff? balls. Little it's little balls. balls. And I actually got the idea for the recipe originally um, from MP Multisports. Um, uh, registered dietitian they have working with them and then I adjusted a little bit but anybody can kind of make that the, the the point that I'm trying to make for me whole food is what works yeah. I, I, I can't I can't do gels and then um, I, I, I eat like that in general too I'm not a snacky person it's, I'm a food person cool nice for sure what's your go to snack mm. um Oh gosh! Go are they to, fruits? Yeah, uh, apples. Apples are. I, apples. I'm crazy about. I'm crazy about apples. Um, I uh, I eat probably two huge loaded salads every day, whether I'm making it myself or buying it at Greens and Proteins. Um, I ca- I carry three apples in my backpack with me. <laughs> uh, I'm nuts. I'm nuts about them. Um, I'm nuts about nuts. I have almonds in my bag all the time. Um, do you like chocolate? Yeah. yeah, I'm a sugar junkie. That's my weakness. But do you do like dark chocolate or milk chocolate or any, any chocolate? chocolate? Any. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't have a... This, I, I, if there's one problem that I have that a lot of people do, I end up... And the, not right now. This is when I'm training hard. I end yeah. up on that, on that sugar train. Yeah. For sure. And the only way to come out of it is to set up um, my day from the beginning, not, not leave the house with just coffee or whatever, set up a really, really um, solid big breakfast from the beginning so my blood sugar is good to go on the yeah. way out and then I can eat like a remotely sane person yeah. and not just shoving, um, well, not just living off apples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love how you mentioned sleep earlier. Um, do you have any rituals for your sleeping? Um... Because no. I, know, I know some people have, like, morning rituals. Uh, some people have sleeping rituals. Do you, do you like, I don't know, make some tea? Uh, for, make for sure the you're night? not on the laptop before you go to bed. Turn the lights off. Things like that. Well, we've, we've just recently gotten into the whole no blue screen before, yeah. um, before bed. Uh, right now is the first time I've ever had, like, just the other night I had insomnia, like, for the first time. I've never been plagued with that. Because I, th- I think I would normally just sleep like I was dead because of the training and my day or whatever. Um, I'm, not, I'm not training hard, obviously, right now and going in and out of morning sickness. Um, and so I had a tough sleep thing. Uh, one tool that I have, though, is I've, I was Reiki certified, energy okay. work. And so um, I do that on myself, and that, and that helps. Yeah. But that's not anything as what we were talking about earlier going to, to that inward yeah. space it, it's a meditation so okay um uh, i meditate in the mornings though i don't have a, a night routine but i definitely have a morning routine okay um and i, I mean yeah I, I i i know that a lot of highly successful people have their i i i, I do but not yeah not it's like a little crazy. bit more fluid yeah yeah that's good that's cool yeah, so, um, so you're, you're out in, you live in Boulder City, right? Mm-hmm. And, but you work over at Anthem Fitness? Uh, I work everywhere. Max works primarily at Anthem Fitness. I train 
people strength training out of Las Vegas Athletic Club on 215 and Eastern, only a couple hours a week, I've really backed off that. Um, I work a ton from home programming. Okay. I meet my clients, like I, I mentioned, uh, uh, for track workouts, for swim clinics, for um, the cycling class. My run group is out of Anthem Fitness um, on the east side. My other run group is out of Broken Spoke Bikes on the west side. They're another affiliate sponsor of mine. And um, so I'm, I'm all over the place, and that's exactly how I like it. Okay. Man, that's, uh, that's all over the valley. Yeah, it, it seems like that, but it's not really that bad. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's not. Driving is... Um, it's just a part of our, it's part of our life, gotta do it, part right? of our world. Yeah. Just get it done. Yeah. Get it done. So if there was uh, someone new that wanted to get into uh, triathlons or try it out, mm-hmm. kind of like myself, yeah. hint, hint, you know, maybe wants to do a sprint or mm-hmm. something, uh, what would you suggest? Uh, do, you, do you have any, maybe like, I'm a reader, I love reading, okay. uh, or websites, mm-hmm. um, or... Would you say, you know, just put your shoes on, get a wetsuit, and get out there and dive in? Like, what would you, what would, some of your um, tips and a, your suggestions? A, a little of both. You have, because you have race experience and cycling experience, what, what we would do is, is sit down like we are now and, and discuss, like, your past and what you're looking to do and if in injuries and, and um, anything like that. And I just really want to get to know you and your mm-hmm. goals and what you think you're capable of. And then... Um, I could give you um, a couple of swim and run clinics just to kind of test uh, how you how you do in each of those disciplines and see what you need to work on, and then we can develop some sort of plan past that, like testing, like heart rate testing right. or whatever it would need to be. All of my clients do a, a heart rate test so that they don't have to think; they know which level at which they should they should train. Um, you would definitely go see Max to do your functional movement screening. And then once I knew where you were in each of your disciplines, functional movement screening, heart rate testing, then um, we could set up a plan. And you just get a uh, plan. You do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Get out there when it gets warm enough. Get into the open water. Not that you'd have any yeah. problem with it. Yeah. it. It'd be a very natural transition for you. When we're not dealing with sincere water fears, it's mm-hmm. it's a pretty fun it's a pretty fun process. Cool. Yeah. So you're basically just taking taking an audit of me, mm-hmm. right? And what, yeah. what I yeah, can do. Yeah. An audit's a way to. An audit's a good way to look at. Yeah. That. You're you're and then then you find like an actual like baseline with some metrics, mm-hmm. right? Some numbers. And yep. And, and and the other thing is, when you take a purist cyclist and bring him into a triathlon, there's a lot of changes that are going to happen with your cycling. You cycle to leave it all out there mm-hmm. when you're done with the bike. Uh, we, not not no. so much lately, not so much do you do lately. Time, do you do tra- time trial no, racing? No, I don't do it. I just ride. Like, you just ride? I just ride just to you mm-hmm. know, smile and whatever. Okay, Listen good. to some music. Good, yeah. good, good. Yeah. yeah. You'd, 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 you'd have a blast. Yeah. You'd have a blast. I mean, to, I, I'd, go out, I'd go bonkers just cycling. Mm-hmm. I'd go absolutely bonkers if I was mm-hmm. just concerned about my watts. And that's yeah. it, and didn't get to. You yeah, know. no, I, I mean, I like put like I'll go out and maybe do like four loops mm-hmm. just to feel some pain for a little bit and get into that mode. <laughs> but I'm not like you know, um, trying to do crits or a race. You know, that's I leave that up to different type of character. I, mm-hmm. I was very competitive all of, most of my life uh, in soccer. Okay, yeah. You know, so I really got burned out in terms of 
the competitive thing, but I think it was more of like expectations, huge expectations around it, you know? Yeah. So, so now I'm kind of, I have that, that feeling again where I really want to get competitive with something. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's, you know, racing criteriums because it's, it's a different attitude. Yeah. And, and it's like, I don't, it, it's not where I'm at right now. I think, um, really just competing with myself, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think I could, I could definitely just kill myself, right? Just crush myself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's so, really the only thing. I don't want to kill myself. That's the only thing you need to concern yourself. <laughs> just crush it, right? Yeah. Uh, for, for me, you know, mm-hmm. for, for what I want to do. Because before it was always for like someone else, you know? What? Um, so, so now it's just more of like. I don't even know what that just means. Just want to go out there and, and, you know, completely be inward the whole, the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I want to do it. Because I, I do miss the water a lot, so I love being in the water. Um, and I still like to ride, so I was like, you know, why not just try a triathlon thing, you know? And it kind of combines the three things that I've always been, or now I'm into. You know, cycling's the newest one out of all three for yeah. me. So why not just combine those three things? Yeah, I, I, I think you would love uh, uh, being able to apply... Um, training and, and focus like you've done with your cycling to two entirely new disciplines it, yeah. it'll re-energize you the other thing is people have no idea how we have it made with lake mead i mean you just roll down park and get in some of the nicest water people are like oh lake mead like go try and do that in any other lake anywhere or go to california and try and park and it's such a pain in the ass and we have the best cycling right there mm-hmm. i mean we have such ideal training and, and, and racing circumstances here, and it's wonderful. You go down and have a, a Sunday of a, of, a, of a nice swim bike brick at, at Lake Mead. It's wonderful. It's I'm gonna, really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, we'll, we'll definitely be having another podcast or something. Okay, yeah. great. Let's record your transition yeah. from purist cycling to yeah. from snobby cycling to, I mean, cycling. <laughs> no, I get it. I've been around mountain bikers too, and there's just a completely different vibe. It's a different culture. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely know what you're, what you're talking about. What you're feeling. Um, do you have any shout outs to give to to people out there? Do, you know, do you have people in your life that um, have supported you? That. Oh, you know, all my you, clients you definitely, uh, and friends. You know, recognize. Um, you know who's really your core support team for you? Um, my 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 husband Max Jones. Um, I I I don't. Uh, we are. Um, he he has made. I think. I don't think that I would have gone to Kona the second time with without him and um, and all of my clients like. They are just my, my loyal clients that work so hard and, and promote me, and, and they're just the most amazing group of people. Um, Cindy Pletko, again, she's a, a local coach, and she gave me my original education, especially into long course. Um, I uh, am so fortunate to work with Anthem Fitness and to have that facility and that intellectual property and, and their services that uh, they've become so great at developing and I just have them and I will never ever take that for granted. Um, 
uh, Broken Spoke Bikes, the best bike shop sponsorship ever. The best bikes, the best people, they take care of my clients like their family. Same with Red Rock Running, another take care of my clients like their family. I get all kinds of product from them. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so lucky because it's having, you know, my, my business is, my, is what keeps food on my table and makes my world go around and like they make the business that much that much better um i have a ton of role models i don't see her much but i admire her so much she's another coach jackie arcana and um i was on a panel with her recently and i just love seeing another single mom that made coaching happen this is usually a fly-by-night business or you usually do it part-time and you know it's really cool to see her flourishing and her um her particular skill sets in in keeping our our uh, endurance community super strong. Um, uh, uh, who else was I going to mention? MP Multisport. I'm definitely when I start racing again going back to them because such a cool um, community in Colorado, and I got a lot faster with their um, structured planning. Um, and geez, like. I, my, my mother from afar is my greatest cheerleader and my son is why all of this even ever happened. No. There's just I, 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 can't, I can't list enough people. When I'm racing, that's my thing that I go through, um, especially if I start to get uncomfortable. I, I think the people in my world that have made it so and I'm and I'm not there I'm not like there I'm not done I mean this is just this is just this is just starting I mean I just want to have an effect on millions of people getting into the 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 sport and 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 um make them fall in love with it make it part of them and and especially in this community you know so yeah. yeah there'll be more people to thank so, yeah. For sure. What do you have coming up this year? Any um, milestones? Well, besides yeah. you know, having another human. So the other human is pretty big. Um, my clients are doing a lot. My A lot of my clients are moving up to the half and full distances. And so that's a full-time gig, um, you know, keeping them keeping them going in strong. Uh, Rock and Runners, my educational endurance program, I'm only, I'm, I'm just working my ass off to make that continue to continue to grow maybe we'll, hopefully we'll have a third location and um and yeah and then um after that just just keep racing and coaching and being in it on however many level i'm oh oh i'm saying it i need to say it so it happens i need to write a flipping book i gotta write a book i have to it has to happen so i'm saying it Shit saying it <laughs> yeah yeah put it out there put it out there for sure yeah do you have you have any thoughts about what it would be about or yeah yeah it would it would be for the beginner endurance athlete um and 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 for the average age group triathlete or whatever mm-hmm. what we basically spoke about this whole time mm-hmm. you know, i mean and how to how to fall in love with it and not just 
and not not just the, the training it itself, but holistically. Do you and have a favorite book that is like that? Have you seen anything out there? No, not yet. Not till mine. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You gotta do it. I know, I know, I know. You gotta I do, need it. do it. I, sh- I said it. You know, and this this you just gotta uh, start it. This period of training through pregnancy, I think that's huge. I know. I think that was resonating with a lot of women out there. Yeah, and that's part. That's and a lot that's of families part of it too. in general. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, what what's what's the the role for the guy? You know, if if he's there or not. You know, sure. Uh, it doesn't have to be a single mom. He's be just a mom. You know, yeah, no, no, absolutely. It's not a, and I, right. and I, it, Max is probably like cringing as I throw out the single mom stuff all the time because he's such a best, the greatest partner ever. But that, that cre- created a lot of the of residual strength, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, a- absolutely, like, um, uh, role as, as, uh, as a, as a mother, athlete, whatever, how your family operates, you know. And mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a ton. So much is. I'm so blessed in that there's so many uh, dimensions that come with um, being an, in, an endurance athlete and a mm-hmm. human. You know. Yeah. 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 Well, I think uh, there's so many things that correlate from training to life and how you approach life. We were yeah. just talking about it in the in the very beginning, you know, and we're gonna close out with this. Whole, uh, you know, metaphor talk with waves. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that's what it is. You yeah. know, taking challenges on and, yeah. and facing your your worst fears. And yeah, I mean, when you were in Kona, worth what you know. We'll, we'll close with with this because any sight of in that race was there a moment where it was just hurting. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and and what did what did you tell yourself? You know, what was, mm-hmm. what did you actually do in your mind, you know, that just kept on, kept on going and going? Mm-hmm. What was that? Um, in Kona, um, there was a time, probably the, the, the toughest time is on the bike. The bike is my weakest discipline. Yeah. And riding in the wind is my weakest thing. And there was a period where I, I, I went from like coming down the turn up, Favi going like 50 miles an hour down the hill and then you hit the headwind and I'm going eight. I'm going eight miles an hour for seemingly endless amounts of time and women are just passing passing, passing, passing oh, man. And, and I'm just like oh, I just, I suck on the bike I suck on the bike and I said I don't deserve to be here it's cause I, I, I don't I don't deserve to be here, I just, you know and um uh, I decided right then in there, I, well, not right then in there. I, I was probably in my head and just at myself for so long. And then um, it, it was, I realized that I had spent all that time, you know, so inside of my own shit. And yet I was still pedaling. I was yeah. still going. I was still pedaling. And just yeah. like in life, like st- all kinds of stuff happens. And you're still alive. You're yeah. still going. You're still. And so that turned things around for me. And then, you know, when I got to the run, because I wasn't hammering through the wind like the rest of those girls, I passed all of them on the, on the, on the run. <laughs> That's you know, insane. Yeah. And, and it was just like, just have oh faith God. in the situation that you're in. Yeah. That, that present situation is there 
for a reason, and, and you're fine. You're fine. Knock it off. You know, you're fine. Yeah. And you're going to break on through to the other side. Yeah. Jim yeah. Morrison. We'll yeah. close over the doors. Yeah. Okay, good. Right. <laughs> Instead of the waves. <laughs> All right. Um, well, you guys heard it. If you want to break through, uh, just keep on pushing, and you will see the light. Uh, this is episode 39 uh, with Nancy Jones. Yep. Uh, killing it, and you'll definitely be hearing back from her. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Take care.